Have you competed or are you competing soon? This podcast is just for you. What to do with the post-comp blues and the body dysmorphic issues that ultimately arise from obsessing about your physique. Hi, my name is Mark Tobri, owner and founder of Enterprise Fitness. I'm joined by master coach Tyrone and awesome Amy. We're going to be discussing all things comp prep, but specifically pertaining around the healthy aspect and what to do. Welcome to the show. Who wants to kick us hey, off? But both what, of you. Wow. One at a time. One at a time. Let's be. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, go, ahead, ladies first. Well, why don't you go first then? Health, health, competing and health. Do they really go? Do they well, really go? I, no, yes and no, it's not healthy until it's not healthy. Right. It's, I mean, and I think more the issue is like, are you telling me that I can't walk around comp lean all year round? Yes. Like, like they do on Instagram? I am telling you that. Why? why? Because Instagram is people's highlight reels and you compare your real your backstage of all the shit that happens backstage to other people's highlight reels. But I can't be 3% and walk around like well, shredded I all year round? By just definition, a peak competition state is what you peak to. It's like people who compete in the Olympics, athletes who compete in the Olympics, they're not in that Olympic prime ready to run their best race all year round. They're ready to run their best race. They train up to that best race to give that maximum performance for that best race. If you think of training and nutrition as building the wider the base, the higher the peak, you want to build scaffolding up to that peak. The wider the peak, the more scaffolding you are, the higher you can go. And when people try and look at it and go, I'm going to maintain this physique, this level of physique all year round, the ex- I think what creates a lot of depression for competitors is this expe- expectation around how they think it should go. They should be in shape. They should be 5% body fat. They should be ripped ads lean. I'm not saying like people shouldn't get fat, obviously, and just eat shit and not care about their physiques. I'm not saying that I think that's something we can touch on after. Like the whole blowout thing is definitely something we can touch on. Yeah, absolutely. But I think if you are looking and defining what a comp prep is, it is your peak state of leanness, which is what you train towards. It's not a physique that is ultimately because you're also manipulating water you're manipulating sodium manipulating carbohydrates you're doing different things with your diet as well to get yourself into the as by definition the leanest you've ever been obviously when you start to bring food back in you're going to put on weight you're going to put on a little bit of body fat as well and that's perfectly normal and particularly for females but also for males as well just think the conversation and the expectation around that is what fucks people up how did you get over amy that's the thing i think going into a comp it comes down to why are you competing? Are you doing it because you just want the look? Because if you competing? just want the look, then it's not gonna it's not gonna sustain you after that. Comp. What sustained you? What sustained me is the process. I enjoyed. I was. I wanted to push myself to a point where I had never been before. It was a challenge to me. What does that mean? So a challenge for me. I was like something I've never done before. Never ever done in my life. I thought, oh my god, getting on stage. Want to do a marathon people, instead? Why? <laughs> uh, you know why i feel like that, that answer justifies it's like why want to do that yeah why would anyone do that? Uh, why would you want to do that yeah it's, it comes down to as you said why you want to do it if it's just for the look the look only lasts so long and let me tell you when you get on stage you are on stage for an hour two hours so if you are prepping like for me it was seven months seven months of hard work for two hours on stage if i just wanted that look what was i going to do after that that's my peak performance. That's my peak physique. For me, that I've reached that point and now it was like after that comp, it's like, well, what now? 
what I've, was, I've reached what was the next goal. for you? For me, it was, all right, let's be better. How strong can I get? How, how, did how big f- can I get? Like, how did you feel? Like, well, let's go through your energy levels. Oh, yeah. Those last couple of weeks, I reckon you're on fire. Like, you were doing really well. But before that, when you really had to have a grind and sustain that, you, how did you feel day to day? I could not sustain. So for me, all I wanted to do leading up to comp was just sleep. I was at that point where one, I was really cold and I was really tired. So for me, I was in the best shape I had ever been in and I was wearing really big baggy jumpers. And a Kathmandu jacket during summer. Yeah, a Kathmandu jacket during summer. I had about four layers of clothing. And mind you, this is like Melbourne. Yeah, it's not that warm, but hey, it was like summer. And I was wearing four jumpers. I was like falling asleep and I was in my best shape that I ever was, but I rarely showed it. I really, I was like, I really love the look. I'm like strong. I've got muscles are popping. But for me, I was at that point where I just didn't feel good. How was your mood? Mood, I there was nothing. Like I was just, like, you talk to me. How long did you have to maintain that? Like how long were you into that state? So into that state. So probably from about, about two months out, two months out of comp. Yep. And when would you say it started to get unhealthy for you? Unhealthy? The last couple of weeks is probably when it really started to hit home. I was like, you know what, I'm feeling good. And then about four weeks out, I was like, oof, okay. This is what it feels like to be lean. You know what? I don't well, want it's not just lean. It's, re- it's, it's like actually like, like there's lean yeah. and there's it's comp like, lean. It's, it is like, so it's like to be comp lean. Oh, well, yeah. well, the best, like it's dick skin lean. Yeah. It is. Like plain and simple. And it, like and even from a health perspective, you know, when females get that lean, nine times out of 10, they'll lose, lose a cycle. Their period. Lose yeah. a period, yeah. which is... Not a healthy thing. You're supposed to get your period. And for guys... They lose the sex drive. You lose the yeah. sex drive, like, your dick ain't going to work. Like, <laughs> it's plain and simple. And it won't be until you bring your food back up and you go, oh, wow. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> we have liftoff. <laughs> um, and that's one of the detriments of, like, who the fuck wants to live like that every day? No. Super low cows. No. Yeah. It comes to the territory. And that's what you said before. Like, it's healthy to a point that it becomes unhealthy. So it can start healthy. If you have someone who's like 20 kilos overweight and they're like, yeah, I want to get in shape and they start getting lean, then they get healthier. And I mean, it's always that bell curve, right? It's bad, good, optimal. And then you start to draw off. But in this getting comp, functions of the body are going to start to drop off because you're pushing towards a physique that the body inherently does not want to maintain. And that's where the expectation is, the physique that you're going to achieve, you're not going to maintain. And if you do maintain it, I would say you fucked it up. Because yeah. if you, you, you weren't lean you enough. You weren't lean enough. Yeah. Exactly. You weren't lean enough. If you can maintain your comp physique, you're too big. then you, you weren't trying hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. You, shouldn't, you need to put, like, it's to get up on stage, it's to push yourself and go, I'm leaner than I've ever been. I look the best I've ever looked. Yeah. If you look that like that every day, then are you really pushing yourself? Yeah. And you're leaner than 99.5% of... Yeah, the rest of the world. And it comes down to, but it also comes down to framing at the same time rather than looking the end date, rather than looking at it as the, the comp day as the end date, you need to look beyond that. And that's what I've done that with, we do that with all our competitors, but I've got that, I have that conversation with one of my competitors at the moment who's online and we've looked beyond. It's like, okay, yes, this is where your comp date is, right? But this is what where you're going to finish afterwards. It might be six, eight, 12 weeks after comp date and go, okay, and I actually said to her, the weight you're at now, we're like nine weeks, nine and 10 weeks out. I'm like, the weight you're at now, this is where you're going to finish after your comp weight because this is a healthy you. This is how you're, you should be able to maintain this. And she, she came and she was a bit overweight to begin with. So again, we're in the middle of that bell curve. 
But now we're going to go... That's a great place to be. Far beyond. Oh, it's a great place to be. Oh, little oh you feel yeah, it's like the bell It's like the eye of the tornado. It's nice and calm yeah, and nice. peaceful. And you can do what you want. You can yeah, whatever. But we're, now we're going to go straight into the eye. So like, we're going to straight into the, the yeah, nasty bits. Hell's depth. Yeah. And that's yeah. where I think biofeedback is so important too. Like we touched on in our first video is how do they feel throughout the process? Because they're going to hit a spot where they feel amazing on top of the world. Like I can train hard, feeling good, looking good. And then they're going to hit that point where you do get to the essential levels of body fat and they start to go, I feel tired. I'm not sleeping well. I'm not training as hard. And that's where you go, okay, you know what? See how you feel now. See where you felt two weeks ago. After comp, that's where I want you. When you finish comp, we want to get back to that point where you're training hard, you feel good. Like that's the place where you want to live. That's the place where yeah, you want well, to hang out. It's also the place where you don't want to have to, where you're not talking in your own mind going, do I want to do I this session? Do I want to, I remember when I did my photo oh, shoot, I remember being so. on my motorbike, I was riding to train and I'm like, I don't need to train today. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to. Maybe I just do, you know what? No, this is, it was literally Lies. justifying why I was there. And I reckon that's what actually kept me going because I was probably concentrating less on the road and concentrating more in my own head. And I did, you did the session, but it's that same talk every day. I was like, so we're talking about health aspects of competing. There's really two compartments we need to define. One is the what we're talking about now is the psychology of it, which can become very unhealthy. But there's also the physiological aspect. And to frame it, I remember reading this was I don't know maybe five ten years ago in the paper. This was back when like people read the paper. They did, a, they did a write-up. Yeah, your generation, eh? Um, We're old, man. Yeah, I know. Hey, fuck, don't remind me. In the paper, they did a write-up on figure comps. And there was this girl in there they featured. And in it, she's like, competing's not for everyone. It's really hard. I have 14, 14 cups of coffee a day to keep me going. I'm like, fuck, man. You have 14 cups of coffee a day because your diet fucking is shit. That's why if someone has said 14 cups of coffee a day to get through a comp prep, man, you shouldn't be competing or you need to fire the person who's doing your diet because that's shit. I was going to say, that's me on an all. I love coffee. Yeah. Yeah. But that's uh, why your HRV <laughs> and heart rate is so high. Low, you mean low. low like my low, HRV is just low. Your heart rate is high. Heart rate is high. Yeah. Yeah. No, but well, 100%. And look, disclaimer, like you, you you're going to feel a lot less energy a shit ton less energy and you're probably going to drink a little bit more coffee if you're drinking 14 you got an issue like that's <laughs> well, a whole a lot of other issues maybe we'll talk because even three, like capita three yeah or maybe maybe five amy didn't drink me, any coffee amy got no coffees there and but that's the other thing if you're drinking 14 cups of coffee a day drink you're not coffee, sleeping yeah. yeah you're not sleeping that's then that then is then going to hold your fat loss your fat loss rate like you're not going to be able to get as lean as fast and look as good as you can on stage Protein synthesis well, parasympathetic sympathetic straight information as soon as you don't sleep you're inflamed yeah like insulin sensitivity yeah regulation yeah healing process your body you need to sleep yeah my, my lowest days like my lowest weights in prep and when i was looking my best is when i had the best sleep it was like i had nine ten hours sleep i woke up the next morning oh look at that we hit a new low and it was like there you go sleep plays a huge part it's not just your diet and training it's how you recover yeah. yeah so to break it down there's obviously calories which is what most people think about and they become obsessed about just cutting calories there's gut health which we've spoken about in a nutrition segment there's food quality right there's training there's lifestyle stress there's and when i say lifestyle stress that can be defined as 
work, money, relationships. But also on that, it's like foods that you eat or foods that you don't eat. For example, a lot of people, if they have an intolerance to something like gluten or say lactose intolerance and they continue to have these foods, that's going to create a stress on the body. Versus, and also people who are malnourished. So for folks who just aren't eating enough protein, that's going to create a stress on the body as well. And the thing is, when we go through these comp prep phases, we really do pull at the wheel so to speak, in many different directions. And that's why people's health starts to suffer. And you want to be able to mitigate some of the health side effects. So you said before about, you know, when females get very low with their calories, they start to lose their menstrual cycle. But if you combine that with poor gut health and you combine, so low calories combined with poor gut health, combined with lifestyle stress, combined with poor food quality or macro, or basically not making up macronutrients, combined with food sensitivities, combined with bad sleep combined with overtraining, you can see how now this is a recipe to disaster because what ends up happening is people through willpower, they go, but then they get into this hole, which then takes years and years and years to climb up out of because it's not like they did damage from the comp in a week. They consistently did damage over a period of time and now their body has to acclimate out of that. And if you can regulate these functions better and be aware of these things, this is why I think with a comp, you don't want to start a comp as an unhealthy person. It's the worst thing you could do. You want to have good habits, good behaviors, good sleep patterns, good food, good digestion, good gut, get yourself healthy. You've got to live the lifestyle. You've got to live the lifestyle. And that's the thing, it's, you're doing the reverse of somebody that's, that's heavily overweight or obese. And it's like, well, they come in and go, oh, I want to lose 40 kilos in 12 weeks. It's like, how long did it take you to put this 40 kilos on? Probably about seven years. Great. Okay. Well, it's going to take you a little bit longer than 12 weeks to lose those 40 kilos. You've been dieting yourself, trying to live in that comp prep lean for, for six months, 12 months. It's like you've created a lot of physiological damage. It's going to take us time to actually get you back out of that and get everything regulated again, whether it be gut health, hormones, leptin and ghrelin levels, emotional status. You know, if for a female, we have to get your period back. That could take, depending on how long you've, you haven't had how it for, long? Yeah. how long is a piece of string? Oh, so, There's some good herbs you can take too and supplements. Even that, then you still got to well, get the yeah, food back, you, you get you know sleep what? back, lifestyle back. And that's the thing. You can take all the herbs and supplements you want, but if you're too, if you're lean, too lean, it's just not going to yeah. happen. That's like my you comp. What did we diet for? We, I did seven months. It was my comp prep. It was 30 weeks. And for me, it took me at least 20 weeks, like about 30 weeks comp, about three months after my comp. So about 12 weeks after to actually feel normal or alive i was still feeling those effects after my comp for at least eight to 12 weeks post i was bringing up body fat i was eating more i was training better yeah like every day i was getting feeling better than i did at the last but still your body is in a state of stress it's going to take time to readjust your body back to normal you had to the gut stuff as well to compensate and deal absolutely with it. Yeah. yeah i had to slowly bring back food in and just foods i hadn't eaten for seven months it was just like my body was like well what is this what are you doing to me so i think stress and competing it's, it's a long-term game it's not just comp date is the end date you've got to look at the big picture and say yeah comp is just a part of the process um, how are you going to bring yourself out of it? How are you going to live? Because you can get so caught up on comp day, but really it's one day. After my hours. first comp, I put on like 14 kilos in a week. Yeah, it's not uncommon. That's, That's probably, this is well, we could probably back it off and just slow that down a little <laughs> bit. I had no one coaching me, no one guiding me. I dieted on 800 calories. <laughs> and then after comp, I remember I said to my cousin, can you stop by the servo, stop by the servo, ate chocolate, then went to like, TGI Fridays, ate a burger, ate chips, ate the loaded nachos, ate the ice cream, had a like- Sodium whisk. <laughs> <laughs> 
soaked it and then the next day i was like eating pizza kebabs you name it i was eating everything how good you feel oh terrible It's great at the time. It took me so long to recover. So long to recover. It also goes with those people that are just doing comp after comp as well. It, it, you develop an unhealthy relationship with competing. You know, because you're going to be that... One, you're never going to get any better because you never have time off in order to bring up your weaknesses. And then two, like Amy said, you're in a constant state of stress. You are putting your body under an immense amount of stress. You need to actually take the stress off. And that's... It's the same thing as trying to be lean. It's like creating that unhealthy relationship with comp. And those people that just keep going, oh, I'm going to do this show, I'm going to do this show, I'm going to do this show. And it's just, yeah, it, it causing an, amount of, an insane amount of damage to your body physiologically and then emotionally as well. And that's why you see, you see so many people, they compete once and they go never again. And it's like, why? Why is it that everyone competes once? And they never want to do it again? Well, I think it's the opposite. A lot of people compete and they want to keep doing it and doing well, it. Well, they want to keep it. doing it and doing it like weeks after. But if you said to, hey, you're going to compete again, but you're not going to do it for another year or two years, people go, nah, stop that. Yeah, they want to do it. They, I guess what you're saying. People compete once and they're like, they, were either, they either want to do like the next show yeah. right away or they want to, they don't want to play the long game. It's like a travel bug. It's, oh, you go on your first overseas holidays. It's like, I want to travel everywhere What's right next? now, but I don't want to yeah. save for six to 12 months and do another big holiday. No, let me go now yeah it's the flashy light syndrome the, the object oh let's get that i want to do it right now yeah yeah show after show rather than let's compete maybe once a year and peak for that one year like one time a year and do the whole like phase of strength building muscle building then get oh, you lean there's a whole process there's a whole to process just which, 12 weeks oh no and yeah. <laughs> yeah so look you guys bring up a good point because that has i have seen that where people do what season a where they do the rookie and then they do the other show and then they do the mid-year show and then they do the vix and then they do the australians and then you're like man you, you literally competed the whole year and then they get shitty when you're like man you don't do as many shows like why because you're gonna look the same in each show well, then they get shitty when they look the same and they still place they fifth win. in the yeah. last show and they place fifth in the first show that's why it happens like, because you look the same because you just fucking hammered your body and hammered it it's like kicking a dead horse it's still dead you can keep but kicking. I think the problem there is the identity piece where people, when they compete, they go, well, now I am a competitor. And what do competitors need to do to validate that identity is they need to compete. compete. But rather than going, I can compete once a year or I can compete every two years to maintain that identity, they have to do and live this certain lifestyle. And often that lifestyle isn't conducive to their total life, if that makes sense. It doesn't fit in at the moment because life happens, right? And everyone has different priorities, but sometimes career takes priority, relationships take a priority, competing maybe takes a bat and maybe sometimes competing takes the priority, right? That's the thing, competing should complement your life. 100%. It shouldn't override. It should not be your number one focus and that's all you care about. You need to have things going on outside of competing. If you could mic drop right now, I would really encourage you to. But it's stuck to the table. Please don't mic. It's expensive mic. It's stuck to the table. And Ramu's going to look at you and be like, fuck's sake, why did you have to drop that mic? Competing shouldn't override your life. It should complement it. And that is something that I think competitors don't spend enough time on. Is like, what's going on outside of your comp? Because when that comp day's over, then what? There's an outside... (laughs) There's something else other than competing. Yes, there is. And it's so important to have those goals that are outside of competing because, as I said, that comp day, it comes and goes. I couldn't believe how fast it went. I remember seven weeks, uh, seven months of just dieting and going, oh, I can't wait for the day. And the day just comes and goes. And you're like, sitting there, you're like, shit, 
that's it. But also having those things outside of your life keeps you focused on competing because if you only, and I, this is what happened to me when I first competed was I was obsessed about competing. That's really all I was focused on and had going on. And I became obsessed. And when you have nothing else to do and focus on, that's all you focus on. And it's actually what, like watching grass grow because you're like, am I getting leaner? Am I getting leaner? Whereas if you're busy and you've got a lot of things going on, you tend not to fuss and worry so much about the rate you're losing body fat or are you losing weight on the scales? You just... Man, I ain't got time to stress about this shit. I'm just going to do the process and let it happen. Let it happen. Yeah. But not only that, but then, like, you do neglect a lot of things during prep as well. Mm. You'll neglect family, you'll neglect friends because you can't do those social things because you're so focused. You might be going to a party, a family party, you're taking your Tupperware container and you just, you're that guy or that girl. You're definitely that guy. Me? No, yeah. not, yet. not yet. Not yet. No, yeah. no, I'm no. that guy. <laughs> Christmas, I was that guy. I, I, I was that I, guy. Come and, ask me, come and ask me at Christmas this year and it might be a different story. Yeah. But yeah, I love food. I love food. That's yeah, probably me too. Um, like, what's, but the, ask me what's the point of like, looking the best you've ever looked in your life and having no one to share it with? Yeah, you wow. can look good, but. Steep. Steep. Like, <laughs> it's just you. You and so your. What's good the point freak, of having a like, dream body if it's a nightmare to maintain? Absolutely. What's the point in that? You're supposed to enjoy it, not have it, and then just resent. You're going to end up resenting it. <laughs> well, on, <laughs> Amy's, <laughs> Amy's deep emotional mic drop will probably leave it there hey Amy where can people find you and your wisdom my wisdom so you can find me on Instagram at Amy Dorrell so A-M-Y-D-O-R-R-E-L-L and Tyrone you can find me on Instagram at coach underscore Folino so C-O-A-C-H underscore F-O-L-I-N-O I nearly forgot how to spell my last name there. or you can find me at Enterprise Fitness where I spend so much of my time drinking coffee <laughs> And you can find me on Instagram and on TikTok at Mark Atterbury. And make sure you follow in- uh, Instagram. Make sure you follow Enterprise Fitness. And because you're probably watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our channel and ring that bell for more great videos just like this one. I hope you have enjoyed. And if you want to reach out to us here at Enterprise Fitness for training, do so by visiting our website, melbournepersonaltrainers.com. Until we see you on the next episode, train hard, eat well, and supplement smart.